He's an old head. Youngins are really starting to get on my damn nerves. He's a purveyor of nonsense. He's a Georgia high school coaching job influencer. His favorite Bible verse is Jesus wept. He's the man of constant sorrow, Chris Lamb. Welcome to Sun Coaches Podcast. We're here at the Nike Coach of the Year Clinic in Washington, D.C., and I have an absolute treat for you right now. I've got a legend from the Maryland High School Hall of Fame, Coach Dino Campbell. He's the D.C. at DeMatha Catholic High School. This is his 39th year. He's been a part of 19 WCAC championships. He is a recipient of the John Boyd Award. He also attended William and Mary College. Coach, thank you so much for being with us. Today. I appreciate the opportunity. This is a I'm looking forward to this actually. Coach, I met I just <clears throat> met you out in the in the lobby. I saw that you were speaking and I heard you telling stories mm -hmm. and I just knew I had to try to figure out a way. I knew I had more I had I had better chairs in here than what you were sitting in. And I said, "Man, there's another old head out mm -hmm. there. Maybe he'll come in here and tell us some stories." Coach, how did how did you get started coaching? Did you play college ball first? or? Here's the crazy part about this thing is, is I knew in my heart of hearts I was going to play in the NFL. And then, so I, I was I was an all-man football player in high school. That's a local thing or whatever. And I ended up going to William & Mary to play college football. I uh, tore my ACL early in my career, and my career was cut short. So now when I wrap up school, I'm still angry. Because uh, I, I just knew I should still be playing. And so I got home, and the head coach at DeMatha at the time, which is where I went to high school as well, is <clears throat> a gentleman named Bill McGregor, who I still coach with to this day. And uh, he was I was uh, kind of like one of his pet players in, in high school. I made the uh, varsity baseball team as a freshman. He was the varsity baseball coach. and. Made the varsity base uh, football team as a sophomore. He was my linebacker coach, so he's like my second daddy. And so I get back, I get back from college, and I ask my father, who who bless his soul, was my best friend in life. And I said, "Man, what do you think?" And Coach McGregor called me up. He says, "Do you want to come coach?" <clears throat> and so prior to that, I'd come up and I watched my brother, who was a junior at the time, play in a championship game. There was a young man on the team. His name was J.B. Brown. J.B. Brown was a receiver at DeMatha, and, and this was his junior year, and they're playing in the championship. And they're playing against a guy named Moss Collins. Moss Collins was a legendary coach in D.C. who had won well over 300 games. And so J.B. dropped the touchdown pass in that game, and he was distraught. Distraught. And, they, and DeMatha lost. So now my first year I come back, and now my brother's a senior, and I'm getting ready to help coach. And we uh, we wind up in a championship game again, and JB caught the ball this time. And uh, he spiked the football, and it was emphatic. And I knew from that point I was in. You were hooked. <laughs> I was done. That's all you needed to see. Uh, JB went on to play 10 years in the NFL. He played corner for the Miami Dolphins and somebody else. I can't remember. Then he came back and coached with us for a couple of years. He's still around, but uh, great, great guy. And um, that right there was the beginning of it for me. And then the voyage is, it just never ends. So 
So you've been – how long have you been at DeMatha as a coach? I've been – I started there in 77, got back and coached in 86, I guess it was. So I've been there. And then uh, I ran into some issues with one of the old head coaches because Bill McGregor had left for a while. So we kind of parted ways. I went to St. John's uh, College High School for two years. And then Bill McGregor came back to DeMatha, so I went back to DeMatha. So basically in my 39 years coming up in August – It'll be 37 at uh, DeMatha and two at St. John's. So basically, you played there, mm-hmm. you coached there most. You know, you, mm-hmm. I can't imagine what it was like for you to go to St. John's and wear something different yeah. than red, white, and blue. What you need to understand is that I'm I'm crazy competitive. I think people figured that out. But wherever I went, we were going to beat DeMatha's behind. <laughs> yeah. And so I was going to choose somewhere. Either I was going to choose somewhere that was a national power, which I had an opportunity to go do, and it just didn't work out. But uh, if I was going to go somewhere local, we weren't going to lose to DeMatha, and we were certainly going to play them. And I made that pact, and it, we beat them every time we played against them. That's all. Awesome. So I wasn't going to, no. Because I just felt, to be totally honest with you, I felt slighted in that situation, and I don't need to get into it. But it is what it is. Right. Yep. So over the years, I mean – Surely, to goodness, you've had opportunities to go sit in the big chair. Yes. And you just. To be totally honest with you, it's a family thing. My wife, uh, the amount of time I've spent away being a high school coach was more than enough. It's really tough to go and be a college guy and recruit and do all that stuff. It just wasn't going to work at the house. And be totally honest with you, (laughs) unless you're coaching at Nebraska or Penn State or somewhere, I'm coaching better athletes than a lot of these colleges, and I'm, I'm just telling you the truth. I mean, I've had an opportunity to have my hands on 29 future NFL players. There's seven kids in the NFL right now that I've had my hands on to coach our program in general. So I don't feel slighted by that at all. I feel comfortable with it. Well, not only at the college level, but I was thinking more like being a head high school coach. Surely, oh, surely people that, have tried that, to that, snatch that, you away to get you that, to come that lead has their been, program. Yes, that, there have been a couple opportunities to do that too. And, to be totally honest with you, I really don't want to be a DC. I just want to coach linebackers. <laughs> <laughs> to be totally honest with you. And the reason it spiraled into this is because when I was 40 years old, I got my knee replaced. I got my knee replaced in April. I was 40 years old. I'm 61 now. And by the time it got to be April, May, June, May ish, I knew then I was not going to be able to coach the way I wanted to come August. So I hired a guy to come do it. And so that first year of being on basically what I call being on the sideline, um, it was hard those first six, eight weeks. But then I realized it was better for the program for me to kind of step back and let guys like Coach Key and Coach Rushing do that and let me kind of just kind of oversee the whole thing. That's when my growth actually began, really. In the brains of the op- – getting paid for what you know, you know what you can do. I had my second back fusion this year, and and I'm on a younger staff, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm three years away – or four years away from when I can retire. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I've kind of stepped back, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm getting paid more for what I mm-hmm. – what's up up here, than which ain't much. Yep. What's up here than what I can physically <laughs> do. Yeah. And, um, I mean, just the joy and, and the – being around the kids that you've been able to, the, the lives that you've been able to. Cause it's affect. crazy. It's a, like, for instance, like uh, there for a stretch and then I was gone and I'm back and it's close to it again. We're averaging about 10, close to 11 kids a year going off to college, play football for free. 
So my biggest job isn't really the, the X's and O's and the wins and the losses. They come. If you're doing it right, they will come. My biggest job is making sure these young men are in the right position to go to college for free. Um, there, there are kids that, you know, we, we can't get them in the right spot because it's going to hurt our program too much. Doesn't happen very often, but most, most importantly, we have to get the kids in the right position because that's why they're coming to our place. They're coming to our place so they can go to college for free. So we got to make sure that's right. And so we've got to make sure we get the body types right. We've got to make sure we get those kids in positions so where they can be successful. And then beyond that, we've got to teach them some football. I mean, to where, you know, we want our freshmen to go off when they're, excuse me, when they're seniors and go off to play. Like, i got a kid that comes back from Penn State, okay? He's playing for this intricate, you know, they're running a whole bunch of this and a whole bunch of that. And he comes back and says, Coach, this is all good. We run the same stuff. That's what I want to hear. That, that's what I want to hear. So he can go and play and be ready for that. That's what I want. And so we've been, you know, I was telling the group when when I got the gig, I mean, I was the, the assistant linebacker coach, and then the guy who was the D.C. left, he played at the school. He's down in North Carolina, still a great friend. But so my first game, I'm out there, and I'm thinking, I know everything. Shoot, I've been playing. I've been coaching. Shoot, I've been coaching eight whole years. I know everything. <laughs> Shoot. We went out there, it was a tight end and trips to the field and one back, and I'm in a wide tackle six, and I have my thumb squarely up my behind because I know I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> so I said, no, nah, this can't keep happening. It's not going to happen again. So uh, a good friend of mine, he's still a great friend of mine. He's the uh, he's either the CEO or the vice president of the CBS, CBS affiliate in Orlando. At the time, he was in Seattle. And so I was going to take a trip out there. And I said, man, is there any way you can connect me with the Washington team? This was when they had Steve Entman and those guys, and they're winning Rose Bowls. He said, man, maybe I can do it, because he was in sports casting at the time. I said, lo and behold, I get out there, and my man has set me up with Don something. I forget his name now. And from that day forward, I've never looked back. I spent four or five days with them. I learned some uh, – some robber covered stuff that I didn't know anything about. And from that day forward, I said, it's rocket ship now. And we just took off. And so from that point forward, I mean, we just learned, we learned something every year and every day if we can. And every coach that comes in the building that I have an opportunity to grab, I grab them. I work with a company called USA Football for about a decade. And so I traveled uh, the country uh, teaching coaching education to youth coaches Alabama, all over the place, Alabama, Seattle, all over. If there was an NFL team, I was there helping these youth coaches. And the big thing that you find is that there are a lot of these guys out here who want to give their time, but they're not getting the coaching that they need. Right. And so, I mean, and you can't chastise them, but they're out there with the head down, you know, hurt. Kids are going to get hurt. And so my, it's been my job with these guys is, is, is to make sure that we're doing it not only the right way, but safely. And so these are all the things that we harp on every day. And then my talk today was about empowerment, and that's what we do. Coaching coaches. And not only coaching coaches, but making sure that the players can coach themselves. So each kid is going to coach another kid. That's part of it. So if you're standing over there, you ain't standing over there with your – you you know, you're coaching another guy. And that's just how that's going to work. But at the end of the day, I mean, it's got to be theirs. It's not mine. It's not Coach Keys. It's not Coach Rushing's. It's theirs. And once you can make it there, the sky is the limit. You'd be amazed at what 
you they can do when you let them go do it. When you relinquish your ego and let the kids just shine. Because I get guys come up to me after games and I said this. Um, oh man, you called a great game and I just snicker. I'd be like, I didn't our secondary calls 85, maybe 90% of our coverages. There's no checks or none of that. Nope, they see the surface. This is what we're running this week. This is, and they call it. Mm, it's simple enough. We changed it by the series, and they're off and running. I've had, I had a kid, the first time we were doing this, he wanted to call some blitz. He called a blitz. And I, we don't, I don't let him do that. But he called, he came off. It's like, Coach, I stuck my chest out and made the call. I said, yes, you did. And if you do it again, I'll kill you. <laughs> but, but, but he knew after that. Right. Day. Now he's the smartest kid I ever coached. But that's what we want. We want those kids to leave with that type of fervor and that type of love of football. And if you don't do that if you're just telling them what to do instead of coaching them on how to do it and letting them internalize it. That's just my personal opinion. No, I agree a thousand percent. I was telling one of the younger coaches in here earlier today about 13 years ago, I was a defensive coordinator at Americas. And we were playing a team out of Albany and, and we were in trips and we had our coverage and Everybody wanted to know how we were able to do what we did. And I said, I say base check, and then I stand there and watch. That's it. And they, they have, they've been coached during the week to the point that they recognize what's in front of them. They mm -hmm. know what's coming. They decide. So, anyway, they come off the field, and we had our, our regular – what we were going to play to trips. Mm -hmm. Well, they come over, and I always said, are we good? Mm -hmm. And they even made a T-shirt that year that said, are we good? Because mm -hmm. that was what I said all the time. Exactly. So, they came off, and they said – Coach, Coach Lamb, can we play one to trips? And I said, I don't know, can we? Yes, sir. I mean, we wor we worked it. We got it, Coach. We play. We got these guys. We play one to we got. We can we can lock them down. We play one mm -hmm. to trips. I said, all right. I'm gonna let y'all y'all the ones out there playing, mm -hmm. and we have worked it. If y'all can handle it, I'm gonna let you do it. Mm -hmm. And they handled it. We had a pick six. We won six to nothing. It was the perfect defensive game. I didn't do anything. I said base check. <laughs> and, and how did they? And like you said, I let them, and I told that young coach, I said, the more that you let them, because they're the ones out there playing, not me. They know what's going on. If you've prepared mm -hmm. them, mm -hmm. I agree with that a thousand percent. So what I'm going to say to you is, is when you first started doing it, how did you feel about it? How did I feel about yeah, it? Just oh, wow. turning it over to them. It didn't bother me a bit. My head coach about lost his mind, but it didn't. <laughs> I got the same response. Because I, because I believed in what we were doing. I exactly. knew that they were prepared. I mm -hmm. knew we had put the work in Sunday through Thursday mm -hmm. to have them ready. Mm -hmm. And I knew that if they did if they did get stuck, mm -hmm. that we would be there mm -hmm. like a daddy's supposed to be right. to help them. Hey, baby, it's okay. Mm -hmm. You're fine. Just mm -hmm. tweak it a little bit mm -hmm. and then let them go back and play some more. 100 percent and just i think we've gotten away it. from that now society wise. Uh, it's crazy we don't let them fail anymore yeah. and they gotta fail you have to because at the end of the day this is what we try to get across and somebody was missing it out there is that our back seven if all seven of those kids are playing the same covers i don't care what it is we can make it through a play thank you if he wrong I, I coached offensive line two years ago and um you know we're running whatever and i and i had to tell him i said look guys hamby that was our center Look like sunshine from that movie, that 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 movie, that long blonde hair. Uh -huh. Look like a dirty hippie. <laughs> and I told him, I said, he's gonna make the calls. I don't care if he's wrong. Uh -huh. Y'all all be wrong together, and we'll be right. That's exactly right. If you're all wrong together, we'll be right. That's the bottom line. So, That's how it works. It ain't hard. It's amazing how much they will get um, entrenched in this when you give them those responsibilities. So. 
we assign homework, and it's easy stuff. They look at the surface. All right, coach, they run a flat curl. I like this coverage will work with this. Boom. Okay, cool. If you want, they, get, they, they invent some stuff along the way, and we just let them call it whatever they want to call it. I don't <laughs> really notes. care. Okay. What Bad does enough. it matter? Yeah. As long as it matches to what we're trying to do, it's sound football, it is what it is. And then we just let it rip, and we just let them play. Yeah, and that's uh, awesome. and there's no um, – I used to be – Coach would tell you, uh, the, he's, he's, he's – how old are you now, Maul? 40? Okay, 44. I was a I was a fire breathing dragon when I first started doing this craziness, and there was one day and I don't remember why, but I got home and I looked in the mirror and I had a headache because I had a headache every day because I went to practice hollering <laughs> and screaming and this and that blah, blah 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 blah. I said, "What am I doing? This is ridiculous." And from that point forward, it's just been one mellow step to the next. <laughs> but they work harder. Because we give them an opportunity to just go out there and be themselves and just go do it. I was given, I was talking the story earlier today. I had a kid, great kid, wonderful athlete. He hit a kid three yards out of bounds on the other team's sideline. Crushed him. Not sure why. He had something going on with him that play. Didn't even ask. He crushed the kid, got up, came off the field, yellows everywhere, comes off the field, comes over to me. I said, I said, I won't say his name. I'll say, hey, you're smarter than that, right? He said, yeah, coach. I said, go sit down. And that was that. He's done. He knew it. There's no need to cuss and fuss and do all that stuff. You're smarter than that, right? And I'll never have to say that to that kid again, ever. Simple. Because we but learn we, too, don't we? Yes. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> it's amazing. It, it, I'm, I'm 10 years younger than you, mm-hmm. but I'm looking, I'm listening to you say the same exact things that I'm telling <laughs> younger coaches. I'm like, look, we used to think discipline was hollering and fussing and cussing and carrying on. Yeah. And you think, well, when I played, I didn't really respond to that. Never. Now, we, were, we grew up in a different era where you looked at the coach and you said, yes, sir, and you mm-hmm. did what he told. But in your head, you're going, man, man better get out of my face with right. all this carrying on. Don't make no sense. Mm-hmm. You don't think these kids are the same way? Exactly. They're going to respond the same. And you back them into a corner and mm-hmm. go give them but one way out. Mm-hmm. They know. Like, I mean, you're preaching to the choir. I mean, this is It's crazy. Awesome. Because I'm going to tell you what. When I was playing ball, there was a couple things I always knew. You were never going to get on me about effort because I was always going to do that. Now, it may not be as good as the next guy, but you were not going to get on me about the whole effort thing. And so, to me, after that, it's then all correction. See, because after that, you need to coach me to get it right. And so, in my head, I always thought, you can holler and scream all you want. I'm better than that guy, and you ain't going to take me out because that's how that's going to work. <laughs> that's just how I felt about it. Yes, sir. And that's how I try to get my kids to be like, look, if you want, look, you play hard enough for me not to take you out, that's the guy you want to be. But if you come to me, talk, coach, I need, no, I don't want to hear it. Don't even want to hear it. So it just is. We're we're brutally honest with these cats because it is what it is. I mean, there's going to be somebody nipping at your heels the rest of your life. It and ain't starting right the now. Honesty. Oh. If they know that you're fair and you're honest and you love them, mm-hmm. and they know that you're always going to be fair and honest, mm-hmm. kids appreciate that. Oh yeah. And they watch us so much. They watch every little thing we do. They're looking for you to lie to them because mm-hmm. they get lied to so much everywhere else. Yep. We're their safe spot. Yep. And they know, you know, now, what are they saying now? Based. And it was real for a while. He's just mm-hmm. real. Mm-hmm. 
you know. Yeah. And, and he's just real. He yeah. just tells it like an IS is. He's uh-huh. real. Uh, uh, he keeps uh, it real. Uh, yeah. Now it's, he's based. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, son, I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. It don't do no, neither one of us no good. None. It does nothing for anybody. I uh, I just don't get it. I've never got it, but I, it's like one of my things with parents. It's like I, I, I stumbled on this years ago, too. It's like when I see a disgruntled parent, I know it's coming. You can see it from a mile away. <laughs> the first thing I asked the parent is, I said, man, you really want to hear the truth about your son? You'd be amazed at how many parents are like, hmm, what is he getting ready to say to me? Because at the end of the day, they're not at practice. They're not in the weight room. They're, they're not in study hall. Those parents aren't anywhere. They're hearing one side of the story, the one that their son or their daughter is telling them. So they don't really know. And then they say, yeah, sure. And I say, all right, bring your son over. And then we really go through what is going on with your son. And a lot of times the parents are like, I didn't know that, and I didn't know that, and I didn't know that. Very rarely do you get all the way to the next step, which is they're not real happy so far. The next one is, and the last one, I've only had one parent respond this way. I say, let's go back to the school and let's watch the film. They don't want to see the film. Eye in the sky, don't <laughs> never lie. They don't, want, they don't want to see the film. I had one parent make it to the parking lot from the practice field. By the time we got to the, to, to the school, he was like, I, it's all right, I'm not going to. And that was that. You, you squash it real quick. So we're in a competitive situation, obviously, at the high school I'm at. It's all boys, 850, 800 boys, whatever. Extremely competitive. We have a hun, what do we got? About 175 kids play football for three and three programs. And every last one of them thinks they're the next Herschel Walker or I'm speaking because you're from Georgia. Right. And you know very well that they're not. <laughs> I mean, so you got to deal with it. So it's all part of it. Well, I heard you out there telling stories, and in 39 years, you've got to have some fantastic ones. Go on, let it ride. Tell us oh, some. I've got a few. Tell I've got, us I, I, I got one. I got, a like couple, I got a couple for you. Matter of fact, man, I could use his name because it's a man I am. We had, two, we had a, a set of brothers that, that came to us from uh, the, the Cameroon, okay? Their name was Ari and Cyrus Kawanjo. They started at Alabama for three years, two and a half, three years between the two of them. One was the left tackle. That was Cyrus. He was the younger brother. And Ari was the older brother. They're a year apart. They're both six, seven. Good oh, they're freaks. I mean, just flat freaks. Saban came in our gym and saw Cyrus, the younger brother. I was telling him. He went over the bags for like two or three minutes. He was like, he, oh, I'm, it was done. It was right on. Plus, he had already had the older brother there. So, boom. So, the first time, this is the first game, but it was the first, I don't know if it was the first, second game of the year. It really doesn't matter. But it's the first time I'm recognizing Ari, the big brother. So, we're playing a team up in Delaware, and we go down. We get the ball first. We go down and score. All right, so the defense goes on the field. Go out, stop, and punt. Ball's boom. Get the ball back. We go down and score again. So now Ari, who's six foot seven and 315 pounds, so he's a pretty big fellow. He comes running off. Our offensive coordinator, bless his soul, he passed away a couple months ago. But bottom line is, Tim was his name. He's like, All right, go back on the field. We're going for two. We're going for two. Cool. Goes off. We get. We, Complete the two-point conversion. He's running back off. Ari goes over to Coach. He's like, Coach, what is the two-point conversion? 
He had no idea. <laughs> in the Cameroon, he played soccer and ran track. That's all he did. And it is that size. So, man, we got a big kick out of that. That same family. Oh, it was insane. That same, and went on to play. Oh, went on to play in the NFL. I got pictures of <laughs> I went to the game. I went to the game where Ari was playing with the Redskins and Cyrus was playing with the Broncos in D.C. I got pictures of both of them after the game. So, I mean, that's they went on to play and in the NFL for years. He and he didn't, didn't know what a two-point conversion was. <laughs> All right. Fantastic. I had another kid. This was late 90s. Like, it's late in the game. It's, it's late in the game. And we're calling into the quarterback. Take a knee. Take a knee. So, the quarterback. Well, I'm sorry. So, the quarterback comes up, takes the snap. The right guard takes a knee. <laughs> <laughs> Just like you're talking about. And we're looking out there. We're like, what is that guy? He had no idea. He took a knee. The right guard took a <laughs> the knee. The right guard is out there taking a knee. <laughs> this is what we do. It's football. And even at DeMatha Catholic, even, who's a world even, power, even who's a national at power. DeMatha Catholic, it happens. <laughs> it's a, I mean, I have kids that we have kids. Well, one of the kids in the NFL right now, his name is Nick Cross, phenomenal kid, came to DeMatha, never played football before in his life. His parents were from the islands. I'm not sure Jamaica, one of them. Comes to DeMatha, shows up with freshman football. Nobody even knew who he was. He's playing defensive end. Comes to the varsity as a sophomore. We're like, oh, my God, look at this kid. We move him to our strong safety. His junior year, we go out to play Gorman out there. Now he's playing our weak safety. I'm like, man, this kid's a freak. Come to find out the safety next to him is pretty good too. His name is DeMarco Hellams. Nick, his mom and dad did not want him to play football. So I used to have cookouts at my house for the defense. The whole defense would come to the house in the summer four or five times. The parents would bring the food, etc. That night, I'm taught, I grabbed Nick's mom. I said, Miss Cross, I said, please, you need to understand. <laughs> I've been doing this a long time, and that young man right there is going to go to college for free. Unless you got a quarter million dollars laying around somewhere, please just let him come to football. So we got him from that point forward. He never came to film and never did any of that stuff. But I used to take him home. During one of those trips, he said to me, we were talking ball and scholarships and this and that. And he said, Coach, this isn't about the NFL for me. He's like, man, I'm going to get me a yellow jacket. I said, well, then go get it then. A yellow jacket. Hall of Fame. Oh, oh. Oh, oh Hall of Fame. Oh, okay. Oh, he's got that kind of talent. You know why? Because he ran the fastest time of any safety at the Combine. He was a third-round pick. He just started with the, the Indianapolis Colts, second year with the Colts. I got a beautiful picture of him. He sent me an autographed jersey. But that kid right there had never played football before. And that kid just signed a five or six, whatever million-dollar contract because he was dedicated enough to come do that. And the kid who played with in that same secondary went on to play for Nick Saban. Now he plays with the Falcons. He was a freshman with – or rookie with the Falcons. So that was the same secondary. So you're coaching all these studs. You're coaching a, a, a nationally relevant – not more than relevant. Just – y'all play a national schedule. 
But yet you still will tell them to take a knee, and the right guard will take a knee. <laughs> and we're sitting around. And, and no, I say that to say this is, you know, a lot of schools sit around and go, oh, DeMatha Catholic doesn't have to worry about the problems we got. They ain't dealing with the same things we got. And you over here looking at me like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I might I got have. I guys that didn't know what a two point conversion was. Yeah, yeah. We still, you know, over the years, you've seen. Oh, yeah. You, we see it all. I mean, it just Because they're still kids. Just because they're tall and fast, they can run and jump, doesn't mean that they still they still youngins. They still do crazy stuff. The way some of these kids look nowadays, you think they're grown men, but they're not. <laughs> I mean, and every last one of them have a story, and that's the other thing. As coaches, we need to find out, we need to understand, because they're not going to volunteer that information to us. So I try to every now and again. They'll see me grabbing kids, like, man, how was your day? Just little stuff that just gets them over the top. But at the end of the day, it's again, it's about empowerment, and 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 giving your ego away. I can't be the smartest guy in the room. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. We need that. The smartest guys in the room need to be those guys out there that I'm looking at because I need information from them, and that's what this whole thing is about. And don't second guess the stuff. Every call I've ever made in my life has been a great call. You know why? Because it just was. That's the way I feel about it. It is what it is. Did we execute it? Maybe, maybe not. But it was a great call in my mind. So I can't be out there second-guessing myself. We can't do this if I'm out there second-guessing myself. Just make the call, stick with it, and that's what I try to get these kids to understand as well. Well, Coach, I, I could sit here and talk to you in, on this podcast and keep you, if you would, forever <laughs> because there's, I could learn so much from you. But mm -hmm. I, I won't do that to you. I've mm -hmm. got your contact information. Yep. I would love to do this mobily with you again just to hear more from you. I appreciate so much you spending time with us today. Well, when I get mine revived, I have a podcast it's called Step to the Mic. We've had Dawn Staley on. We've had uh, – uh, Jawan Bentley, we've had the head basketball coach at Notre Dame. We've had some folks on. So I need to get your contact information because we're going to do the same with you. Well, do you have any websites or anything that you do on the side? I know you said you work with American uh, football coaches. Yeah, I, I, work with, I worked with USA football for USA years. USA football, and you but no longer I'm, do that? I'm out of that now. So you're out of that? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, is there anything you that you – after – are you just going to do this till you can't do it anymore? I'm going. I'm going to do it until I can't do it anymore. It's really that simple. Okay. I, I mean, because, look. <laughs> there is something about the magnetism of young men trying to be the best they can be. And so I couldn't – I'm not going to sit here and, 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 and tell you falsehoods. I couldn't coach at a program where the kids don't want to be awesome. I, I can't be around – kids who don't want to be that great. are complacent with mediocrity yeah, I, I, they got they got to want to be great now whether or not they are that's a whole nother story but at least they got to want to be and so that's that's been the good thing about coaching at a place that uh, uh kids aspire to be that they aspire to be great in the classroom they aspire to be great on the football field and they know that it's not going to be easy like, we got a kid that's starting for Penn State right now at, at uh, their week safety. And in practice, I mean, and I can tell, nowadays you just can see it. We were 7 on 7, we'd be on the, the minus 20 or plus 20. And my man would, the ball be in the flat, and my man would chase the kid 80 yards to tag him. And so Point Dexter, who's the DB coach up there, he said, man, what about this KJ kid? I said, I mean, he's going to be pretty good. He's a pro. I mean, he's a 10-year pro. If he stays healthy, 
Dex. He's a 10-year pro. He's like, because he's coached a bunch of some of my kids before. One of them still in the league, Rodney McLeod, just f f 10 years with Cleveland and others. But I said, man, he's a And then I saw Dex. Dex came to one of our games this year. And he's like, man, you didn't also tell me he's a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> man, this dude. We had two concussions in our entire football season his senior year. You know why? Because he was drilling cats on on a. We had a kid, a DB, locked up on a receiver, and here comes this, just ran right through his head. Our own kid, but that's the type of kid that you. you that's what you want. Those are the type of heat-seeking missiles you want. Fire-breathing right, dragons, like you were. Point them in the back right. In the day. Point them in the right direction. Well, coach, I sure do appreciate it. Thanks for being on with You're us. You're welcome. And I, I can't wait to see what you guys do here this year. I'm looking forward to it. Thanks, coach. Thank you.